0: what is up guys we are back with episode 26 of the triage method podcast and today we have another guest like we had last week the guest we have today is actually affiliated with the guest we had last week and again, Gary is away. I don't know how long he's away for. So we're going to continue having guests until he gets back. He's in Bali. He's having the time of his life. I feel like, you know, a proud mom or something where I'm like, oh, Gary's over there getting a little bit of a tan on. He looks great. He's with his girlfriend. It all looks real happy and everything. Right. So today's guest is Callum Reichstick I don't know if that, that's how you say your name, because I always I always say something else and we won't say it on the podcast. And... Um, but like, who who are you, Callum? Like, like I, I presume some people here that are listening to this follow you on Instagram. You have you know a, a good enough Instagram following. You are affiliated as well with Luke Hoffman, who we had on last week. So maybe some people have you know gone from there from his episode, clicked onto your kind of stuff, seen you guys talk about each other, all lovey dovey in your like you know Instagram stories and stuff, and. Um, but maybe they don't know who you are. Maybe, you know, they, they, they don't know your full story. They might just see you as this, like, godly figure on Instagram, one of these, like, Insta fit, fit pros. So give us a little bit of a background about yourself. What, like, who is the man behind seor Physiques? First of all, my surname isn't Raisin Dick, for anyone noticing.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> although Paddy may think so. Um, I, who, who am I? It's a big question. Um, obviously most people know me through, uh, social media, through CR Physique. Um, I also, uh, have been PTing and would classify myself as a PT or if you want to call it a coach or it doesn't really matter what you call it. Um, and I've been doing that for the best part of, uh, four years now. Um, and then over the last year, well, last year and a half, the online side has, uh, started to build some more traction and that's built um, kind of organically, as it were, over the last 12 months or so to what it is now. So um, most people will know that me and Luke are uh, friends, potentially too close of a friends, uh, Paddy may think, um, and we are obviously moving forwards together through the Muscle Mentors um, brand umbrella, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so that will be our kind of future gig um, and we'll both kind of collaborate on that front I've spent the last two two and a half years at M10 in Nottingham where most people will know me from um, and that's been kind of my coaching side and education side for the last two and a half years um, and then we've kind of agreed it was best for both parties if I parted ways um, quite recently actually a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago um, and now I'm going to run with this my myself so M10 kind of served me as a a massive platform for my for my growth which i'm very lucky lucky to to have um and now it's kind of time to take the next step and, and continue to progress forward.
0: Mm, cool, cool. Now the reason we have you on the podcast today, not just because, because you know I'm you're guys. one of our yeah, <laughs> that that's also part <laughs> of the reason. Uh, not just because you're one of the people that we kind of talk to. I'm hesitant to call you friend, you know, because I don't, I don't have that many friends. Yeah, like Gary's not even my friend. Like he's a business associate. Um, but you are one of the people in the fitness industry that myself and Gary do actually appreciate and enjoy your approach to the fitness, the health and fitness industry. So the reason we're kind of getting you on today is because we want to discuss a lot more about coaching because you yourself coach quite a lot of people. You have coached quite a lot of people and that is, well, in my eyes anyway, what you do best and I know we've discussed this kind of before and that's the kind of stuff that really enthuses you that's the kind of stuff that gets you up in the morning actually helping people towards their goals helping them achieve their their goals because a lot of people in the fitness industry think that coaches and stuff would just genuinely have their best interest at heart because you know it is a service a transaction you're going you're essentially paying for a coach to help you achieve your goals but unfortunately, some people view it in the context that it is just a transaction and it's not a service they're providing. It's just, you know, oh, here's, you know, a program that like I scribbled on the back of a piece of paper there and it's like, go ahead with that. They don't take into account the whole holistic side of this physique stuff, this health stuff, like the, the whole encompassing stuff. They, they don't take it all into account. And instead, most people, and I'm I'm hesitant to just like bag on coaches because I don't think that's right as well. I think people themselves, when they're quote unquote coaching themselves, do it the same. In my eyes, there's kind of three areas you can kind of focus on with whatever area you kind of move into in the fitness industry. You've got the health side of things. You've got the body body composition side of things. And then you've got the performance side of things. Now, obviously, a, a truly holistic approach would hit all of those, but that's not to say at certain time points, you're not maximizing one thing and kind of realizing that, yeah, potentially this is a detriment to the two other things, but we are keeping those other things in mind. And what I mean by that, you've coached, um, you know, like kind of physique people uh, to compete on stage. And in that respect, to an extent, for a short period of time, you are somewhat, compri- compri- if I could speak, compromising uh, health because, you know, you have to eat really low calories, potentially sleep is, you know, off and everything, hormonal imbalances, that kind of stuff. And as well as that, you know, performance perhaps isn't at the forefront of your mind. Like, yes, you are looking to maximize and look, or looking to maximize the retention of tissue, but you're not really thrown around big weights anymore you're not really performing at your absolute best so there are times when you know we're not looking at this whole holistic approach in terms of we're not focusing on everything and we're really specializing on one thing or another however a lot of coaches a lot of people when they're coaching themselves lose that forest for the trees and they look at just that one thing they're like It's body composition for me. That's my goal. And they just completely disregard everything else. And this is one of the things I think you do well. And I'd like to think we at Triage do well. And that is keep the the other stuff, even if the goal is body composition, even if the goal is performance, even if the goal is health, we still keep the other stuff in our mind and look at it on a longer kind of time period. And while, yes, we may transiently focus a little bit more on one aspect, we are still keeping the other things in our mind, you know? So what, what are your kind of thoughts on that, thoughts on the, the general attitude in the industry and then how you kind of approach coaching yourself keeping you know this kind of holistic approach
1: yeah totally um i think just from the amount of the amount of people i've worked with the bi i've consulted with over the last couple of years especially online um there is a clear it's getting better now because there's more people publicizing it again on social media platform that you can kind of use as a microphone but um there is a a lack of um open-minded thinking about what's involved in someone Progressing forwards from a physique perspective, and how improving health and putting kind of your eggs in more than one basket is going to be massively beneficial long term. Not only for the sustainability of what you're doing, but um, ultimately to get the best response out of someone, we need to be accounting for for everything, right? Um, and one of you know one of the things that I've kind of personally, from a coaching perspective, that I've done that I put a big big focus on over the last year or so is just tracking more variables tracking more data being sure that clients are being more accountable to more than just training and more than just what they're what they're eating what the macros are because realistically we know like the bigger picture yes training is super important yes the stimulus we've got in the gym is super important how hard someone's training is super important you know what they're eating is super important calories macros whatever but like we can only train as hard as we can recover And everything happening outside of that small window is actually making the difference. And for most of my client base over the last couple of years, and it will be the same for you guys, I imagine, as well. Like There's a lot of coaches out there that want coaches. And most coaches are in a position where they are the last person to think for themselves as well they're always the last person to take priority so it's going to be clients it's going to be business it's going to be financial gain and then their own recovery their own sleep their own quality nutrition will always come last and it's getting people more accountable to the fact that you know (laughs) training hard is great and eating you know a a perfect diet is great but you know the amount of people that don't sleep properly the amount of people that don't manage stress properly the amount of people that are living like crazy busy lives but have no appreciation of how to actually manage that in the first place and it doesn't take long for that to then deteriorate in something much more significant that's actually going to be massively compromised massively compromised their productivity at work their productivity with their progress in the gym their productivity with their progress with their physique um, like you said it is it is kind of a more holistic approach um, and w- you, you know we can sit here and say an endless amount of things that people would take for granted that don't actually appreciate the importance of, whether that's um, sleep, whether that's recovery, whether that's, you know, Luke will speak a lot about this on his social media in terms of um, taking a closer look at how we can improve digestive function just by simple lifestyle habits. And people think, oh, I'll just add a digestive enzyme and I'll, I'll be good, but there's so much that we can do that's so easy to implement that makes a massive difference to a lot of the pains and kind of troubles that people are going through like, the remedies are just habits that haven't been put in place yet. Um, and from a coaching perspective, we are putting habits in place to make them improve their health markers, but also, from a result of improving health markers, improve their performance in the gym and their response. And like you said yourself, Paddy, in terms of a lot of people that are going from a bodybuilding perspective, and that goes for you know every single type of physique out there, male or female, there will be a time, if you're looking for extreme I say the word extreme in terms of kind of the extremes of body composition where we'll have to go through a period of time where those health markers are potentially compromised and there's obviously a lot more that goes into that Um, but then it still doesn't detract from the fact that our decision making is still very much focused on well how far can we realistically take this while still maintaining these basic things and that's where things like the quality of nutrition the quality of particularly sleep and stress management becomes even more important because they're like our they're like our, our reserves, right? Once those reserves are gone, we're going to start to deteriorate very, very quickly. Um, and that's both from a health perspective and their ability to improve their body composition even more.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I think this is a, a huge area where people just completely like shit the bed, you know, they don't, they just forget about, like, I, I kind of blame somewhat the, the evidence-based crowd, the science-based crowd, because, And this, this is a bit strange because generally these are the population that get like bagged on the most in the fitness industry, but like old time bodybuilders had it like sussed. They had it figured out. Like they were like, oh yeah, like I train and the rest of the day is just relaxation. I go out, get a tan on, like I have no life stressors. I eat my meals and I sleep as much as possible, you know? And that, that was the kind of mentality and like, yeah, that is just not applicable to the everyday person. So it just doesn't get done. And you see a lot of the like, evidence-based crowd, the science crowd, where it's like, oh, well, this study says you eat X amount of calories, X amount of macros, and do X amount of volume, and you will get results. And you're kind of like, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's looking at this like, bigger picture, this macro scale picture of a population. But you're forgetting the little nuances that go into that. Like If your sleep is not there, your recovery overall is not there because you're, you're highly stressed your digestive function is just not optimal or it's severely suboptimal. Like there's so many other things that we could potentially talk about that are actually going to have a huge impact on your ability to accumulate lean tissue, your ability to lose body fat or whatever the goal is, improve your performance, whether that's physical performance or like mental performance or, you know, improve like health markers. So I kind of think a lot of people, because on paper, it's very simple just eat your macros perhaps even maybe we could go into you know time them a little bit and then train hard and that's 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 pretty much it and on paper anyway so it seems very straightforward and i feel like especially with social media it's uh, it's very easy or it's very yeah it's very easy to want to just give a simple message that you know a large chunk of society can just take on board and go yeah eat your macros and train hard do roughly this kind of volume of training, maybe even talk about you know exercise execution and that kind of stuff, and you're good to go. However, although that's the easy message, it does completely disregard yeah. all the little subtle nuances that go into it. So perhaps we'll talk about some of the, the big things you see with people. Like you already mentioned, especially like training coaches, coaches are actually probably the worst people to train in terms of they actually have such shit setups themselves because you know they they like to train hard they know how to train hard in terms of you know generally they're more quote-unquote sporty people so they like pushing themselves in the gym at least and you know it's an hour an hour and a half a day it's not that hard to you know go balls to the wall on that but then they just completely disregard the fact that they're doing 100 hour weeks doing pt doing classes on their feet getting like 30 to 40 thousand steps a day and they're like oh yeah like I have to get in for my 6 a.m clients but you know I have to get my evening clients as well so I'm kind of getting home and having to sleep around 11 and I have to get up at five so on average they're getting five hours sleep and most of the time it's unbroken or sorry it's, it's broken sleep and they're stressing throughout the day and they're kind of like oh well I have to pay my gym rent this much and you know my bills are here and you know i actually i'm thinking about getting a coach as well so that's an extra expense so there's a lot going on in their lives coach coaches coach wise and i feel that is one representation but at the other end of the scale you do also have the quote-unquote gen pop that have the same kind of stressors although they're not the exact same stressors that a coach would have they do also have a lot of life stressors to deal with themselves especially if you are that kind of like business executive type where it's like you're doing 50 hours, you know, a week, Monday to Friday, but that's actually just your contracted hours. And you're actually answering emails when you get home and you're doing a phone call at 4am in the morning. And it's like, you, you, you still have a lot of stress. And maybe you don't have as physically active a lifestyle as you know the, the PT, but you still have a hugely reduced recovery capacity. And I feel a lot of people just kind of completely forget their day-to-day life when they look at training so what are kind of some of the big things that you look at if you just got a new client on on your books you're kind of going right they've come to me perhaps they are that that coach type perhaps they are that you know business executive type or you know high fire business type and what what are are we looking at like Talk me through your thought process when you've got someone on board. What are these kind of life stressors or these easy things that we could potentially impact by looking at habits? Because I feel a lot of people don't really. Yeah. Like, from a, a console
1: perspective, like training will probably be the, the last thing that I ask someone. Um, Because I know that it's going to be the easiest thing for me to manage and probably the one thing that they actually have improved and have tried to optimize. Everything else around that is probably going to be very suboptimal. And if you were to, it'll be the same for you guys as well. If you were to go through a consult form and you were to flag up all the kind of red flag alarm markers, it will be to do with lifestyle habits, their evening routine, stress, sleep being broken, uh, waking up, feeling, you know, extremely tired or fatigued in the morning being extremely tired or fatigued in the afternoon blood glucose is all over the place um you know we can get into more detail but generally people are living and you know i've been here i've been in that situation um and luke Luke, luke will tell you that because you know he was the one to pull my head out of the sand but um your head is in the sand in regards to your your head's in the business or your head's in work and then you become completely oblivious and blind of what's actually going on until you actually take a step back and realize what needs to be optimized. Um, and for most, for, especially from a coaching perspective, you, you'll look at the amount of people and I can almost probably guarantee nearly every single person that I've consulted with probably over the last two years has complained they are noticeably fatigued. Their sleep quality is is poor. Um, there'll be some, for 99% of the people, there'll be something off or there'll be a variable off digestion-wise, or motility in stools will be irregular, or they'll be bloated, or they'll have gas, or they'll have you know, loose stools several times a week, or they'll be, they'll be constipated. They'll go through periods of time where, where motility is very, very slow. Um, there's always something that we can pick on, but then it just, it just tumble rolls from there in regards to, you know, if we know sleep is off, then we know um, energy and kind of vital reserves are going to be poor. We know recovery from training is going to be poor. We know the potential blood glucose management is going to be poor, so that's going to be impacting things and how they feel across the day, potentially impacting adherence as well and performance. Um, it, it, it's kind of endless in terms of the markers that we can pick up on, but for general pop and coaches, coaches probably more so because there's this whole mentality of, it's kind of like the Gary Vaynerchuk culture of like hustle and you've got to work 24 hours a day and you know if you're not hustling, you're going to lose. That kind of culture where people think, like more is better. It's kind of getting people into the mentality of more effective is better. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we need to work 24 hours a day. It just means that we need to perform better so we can manage our time better. And like, I I, I don't know who said it. I think it was Chris Knott Chris um, over at left put a post up and said, it was a quote from somebody and said, um, your evening sleep is preparing for tomorrow's productivity or something like that and that's so true right like that recovery we put the focus we put on recovery is ultimately going to determine how successful and productive that next day is going to be and for most people if sleep is poor and their recovery is poor and they're highly stressed things are just slowly going to start to deteriorate over time both from a productivity perspective progress perspective but also a health market perspective
0: yeah because i genuinely think a lot of people aren't looking at the the bigger picture when they do these day-to-day habits because they they kind of forget they like you said it is that kind of Gary Vaynerchick Vaynerchuk, Vaynerchuk uh, thought process and it's like I'm just going to keep grinding I'm going to keep grinding I'm going to keep grinding because you know that's how you are actually successful you just keep grinding but they kind of forget that if you keep grinding you eventually grind yourself into a little nub and like that's not productive now. Gary always says this as well, and like it is so true for Gary's kind of personality. I'm a little bit more laid back than Gary, but Gary kind of always says he's like like he wishes he was in, you know, some sort of business. Obviously, we run a business, but in terms of a business that wasn't health focused, because it's so easy to be in that mentality where it's like I'll just grab something, some food on the go. You're not really caring about your nutrition, your your overall, you know, health or anything. You were literally just going can I do 50 hours of work in this 24 hour period? You know, that's what your, your mentality is. And like, this is why you can see a lot of business quote unquote men uh, do not assume the gender. Um, but you see a lot of uh, business people do really wear themselves out because they're so hyper-focused on that one aspect, you know, just getting as much quote unquote productivity done in that day that, Everything else goes out the window. They just grab food on the go. Stress is really high, but it realistically doesn't matter because you know they're making six figures a year, so they have a flash car, they have a nice home, etc. Whatever it is, and by all objective measures, they are living the life. Like, because they have, they're keeping up with the Joneses anyway. And this is the same kind of stuff you see, regardless of if you're on that very end spectrum where you are on that earning six, seven figures a year business executive type, or you are just a personal trainer in a gym. Maybe, maybe you even are earning six, seven figures a year as a personal trainer, but you're doing the exact same thing. And that's generally what you see a lot of people going down. And like you said, there's actually so many or numerous avenues that that can actually present itself as. It could be... Generally, it's all related to some sort of metabolic disturbance and whether that's at like We'll call it a gut level or, you know, a cellular level, whether it's like fatigue, energy, whatever, that kind of stuff. And there are so many avenues that it's going to present itself in. And what I kind of get people to look at things or try to get people to try and look at their stuff in a a broader picture, a bigger picture, and kind of look at things and go, okay, my training is going well, quote unquote, well. And they're progressing in terms of, you know, the weights are going up. They are... Perhaps building a little bit of muscle and you know, from the outside, it's like, yeah, you're doing okay. You're not packing on loads of muscle, you're not dropping body fat extremely fast. None of these things are quote unquote optimized or whatever you want to call it, but things are ticking along nicely, right? And what people don't realize, what they feel like their their 10 is, they're like, Oh yeah, I feel great throughout the day and you know, I'm feeling good, and they've just forgotten and they just brushed all these other things under the rug where it's like Mm -hmm. yeah in the middle of the day i get lots of fatigue but that's normal right or like you said like i get loose stools and like i am constipated and all these different gut things but that's normal right and you know it's kind of like they just brush all these things aside and they go yeah i'm out of 10 whereas you start bringing in some very very simple protocols like even just hydration like okay i want you to drink whatever, X amount of water, whatever it is based on their body weight and activity levels and everything. And you just get them hydrated and they're like, wow, I feel 10 times better. And some of these gut issues went away. They're actually getting sickening pumps in the gym. And you're like, we haven't even like dug into big things. And I feel like a lot of people, because they are living this hyper-stressed lifestyle, always on lifestyle, always trying to do a little bit more lifestyle or always trying to Live various lifestyles, and what I mean by that is they're trying to be this athlete in the gym, and they're trying to be this business person or this this student or this whatever uh, in in their general life. But they're also trying to have a social life as well and be this like you know king socializer. Maybe they're going out one or two nights per week if they're you know just a general executive type business person or college student or whatever it is, and they're trying to live all these various lives. And as a result, they're not living any of them to the best of their abilities. Now, that could be a conscious choice. However, for a lot of people, it's not a conscious choice. They just feel like they have to live all these different lives because they don't know that they're actually compromising different aspects of that. You know? So what are some of the, I'm going to say, simple things that you generally like to bring in? So you have obviously a huge client base. You have worked with a lot of people and there's definitely going to be some things that you consistently see working on these things sorts a lot of things out. Now, I'm actually going to just say discount the gut stuff because like, that's a huge wormhole that we can go down and we can be talking about diet and all different things. So if you have gut disturbances, perhaps we'll get you on again uh, Callum and we'll talk about that or maybe we'll get Luke on. Maybe I'll talk about it. Who knows? But we'll talk about that at some stage. And um, like we've talked about it in the militia. We have articles on that stuff and everything. But other than that, what are some of the big areas that you're seeing? Because a lot of it's obviously going to be on the quote unquote recovery side of things. And that encompasses a huge amount of things. So we're presuming we've got someone that you know, they look at either our stuff, your stuff, or the other coaches in the industry that are putting out stuff about training and execution and all that. So they've got their training somewhat locked down. They're really trying to push that. They aren't doing excessive amounts of volume. They aren't doing excessive, you know, momentum, any of that kind of stuff. So training objectively, it looks looks pretty good. Maybe a little bit too much in terms of they're trying to push the envelope and they're going, I'm training six days per week when realistically they don't have everything else in line and they're not actually recovering from those six days. So w- what are your kind of first thought processes? They're they're eating quote unquote, somewhat okay food, uh, good food. And they're objectively, their calories and macros and stuff are somewhat in line with maybe where you'd have them. Maybe timing isn't mm as perfect as you'd have it but it's not awful by any means what are we looking at with this person when we try to look at their whole overall lifestyle and what are some simple things that you would be looking to bring in to steer this person into the right direction to really encompass all aspects of their health fitness whatever you want to call this stuff that we do Uh, you brought up a
1: good point a minute ago where that whole kind of rating of one out of 10 with a lot of these things. And if you ask someone in person and you say, how's your sleep or how's your recovery? How's your energy levels? And they're like, yeah, it's all right, it's okay. It doesn't actually tell us anything and it's probably very skewed from what the reality is. The first thing I'd do from a consult perspective on whether you document it on paper or whether you give them some form of scalable way of measuring things, but actually get them to assess themselves in multiple different areas. Um, most of that will be recovery and sleep-based and actually let them see that in front of them because it'll be a bit of a reality check in regards to, there's actually quite a lot of imperfections here that I didn't actually account for. Um, and being brutally honest with it, you know, what, what's not being optimized at the moment, what's falling short and what do we need to address initially? And like getting, getting an idea of someone's structure of their day, what time are they waking, what time are they going to bed? Realistically, how many sleep cycles are they getting across the week? What's the quality of that sleep is it broken can we start tracking the sleep cycle through um, a heart rate monitor and using something like sleep break the app um, and actually like from my perspective when a client comes on board I want to get them as self-sufficient at managing their own recovery as possible as quickly as possible so I'll give them I'll give them links to things like a heart rate monitor i'll give them apps to use and i'll basically make sure that after that first couple of weeks they know exactly how they can monitor their own recovery they know exactly what they should be waking up to in the morning data wise to think i'm actually going to take a rest day today and not train i'm going to carry on the program tomorrow how they need to be aware of their own recovery and how they should be feeling relative to that whole i feel like shit this morning i've got a sore throat i've got a cold but i had two hours sleep you know i'm a I'm a hustler i'm going to train today now that's the mentality that ninety nine percent of people live through, especially when people are on prep or people are dieting because it is that kind of fight or flight mentality of they're so highly stressed, there's so much adrenaline going on that nothing else matters, like they're going to train either way, whether they die or not and we do that for long enough, and you know people are going to get very unwell doing that, people are going to get the ramifications of living like that go further than an eight a 10 or 12 week prep. They'll last for months and months and years for some people recovery wise. People will get fucked up on preps um, because they're blind by what's going on. And if they're working with a coach that's not educating them on that level, they wouldn't even think about it in the first place. They'd just be like, yeah, great week. We've got two pounds off. We're gonna do this this week, get another two pounds off. Nothing else gets accounted for. Um, so like for me, from from a sleep perspective, we're looking at their working hours, When they're going to bed, and when realistically, relative to the time they need to wake up for work or when they actually need to wake up, if they can extend that a little bit more than we will, what time they need to go to bed to to get a sufficient amount of sleep in. And then from that time they're going to bed to get a sufficient amount of sleep in, say, seven hours or eight hours for that person to get enough sleep, sleep across the week then what's happening in that evening routine four to five hours prior to them going to bed? How stressed are they? What are they doing? What are they doing work-wise? Are they taking, you know, where's their stimulant intake? Um, What kind of stresses are within that evening routine? Their habits in that evening routine? Um, Looking at nutrition within the evening routine, looking at, You know big thing for for most people is just like simple especially for pts as well away from that lifestyle perspective and setting curfews and setting time they're switching the laptop away and minimizing blocking blue light whatever you want to whatever you want to do minimizing stresses like can we add in for for most people can we add in some very simple basic supplementation to calm the nervous system and calm you down to improve sleep quality but even before anything like that putting stuff in the body like we're doing stuff so suboptimally and getting somebody to appreciate that actually makes people change their, their thought process on things. And then when they go from feeling fatigued all the time and tired to then waking up in the morning, the resting heart rate's down, the HIV's up, but even before they even know any, whatever what, what any of that stuff means, like they feel more energized in the morning. They're getting out of bed and going into their first client and they no longer need that coffee to feel like they're not a zombie walking into the gym for work or even in a business environment you know you you'll have seen this countless times like maximizing someone's sleep if it's a family person or if it's somebody with two newborn babies or if it's somebody a ceo working a you know a high profile business life maximizing someone's sleep and recovery will have a profound effect on the rest of their life and there's like there, there's a definitive trend and i've spoken to luke about this before where 99% of the people i've worked with in the past who are coaches will improve the productivity of their business and their income and their profile as a personal trainer in the time we're coaching It's not because their physique's improving it's because their ability to be productive maximize their sleep and actually performance in terms of their cognitive function their ability to think their ability to perform tasks their ability to stay task orientated not have this kind of mind fog and kind of lack of mental focus and clarity because they're just fucked all the time like it has a profound effect on people's lives far beyond training um, and that's like one of the, that's one of the coolest things, right? You're, you're improving someone's quality of life. It's not just, you know, a six pack and a big set of quads at, at the end of the day. Um, for most people that are doing this, you're never going to make anything out of your physique. You're not going to make any money out of your physique. It's not going to advance your career in any way. If your followers on Instagram are looking, you know, are looking at you and following you because of what you look like, the chances are they're probably not going to buy from you. They're not, they're not, they're not customers. But if it's the other way around and now we're starting to maximize ourselves in every asset and every aspect of life, then, you know, that's when people start to realize the true importance and the true value of simple things like sleep because they see other stuff improving as well. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, like I I think you've actually hit the nail like bang on, square on the head. with The the two biggest things I think people can look at when they're looking to kind of get more into this holistic style of things and going when, when, when they have the thought process, Oh, well, I have everything perfect. I have everything good. It's all, I'm at that level 10 and I've completed it. It's too easy. Um, And they're like, you, you, you genuinely haven't getting some sort of objective tracking and going every morning or every day, whatever it is going, how was my sleep quality? Was it unbroken? Was I actually like, what are my energy levels as I wake up? How was my day yesterday? How was my stress? Like, it's the same thing with body composition. Like, you you wouldn't try to set your calories, diet, do everything, and never look in the mirror, never step on the scales, never objectively track any of these kind of things, any of these markers of progress or whatever it is towards your goal. Like, you wouldn't do that with with your, your nutrition or your training or whatever so why do we do it with the, the lifestyle side of things people just don't track anything and like you can get in like you said go into hrv sort of stuff even you know resting heart rate stuff you can get really like biohacker-ish and do your blood glucose in the morning and all these extra things but you don't even need to go that far down the road simply getting a pen and paper out and going there these are these are some key variables i want to track how was my sleep quality how was my sleep quantity? Uh, was it unbroken whatever all those kind of stuff around sleep like think of as many aspects of sleep that you can and objectively track them like did you sleep on your normal sleep schedule do you even have a normal sleep schedule do you have any routines that you're you know setting yourself up for a good sleep schedule like i i think like personally like people love to have like take pre-workouts and you know hammer all the stimulants before training and do whatever like if you brought that same Thought process to sleep and go. Oh, what, what what's that supplement you're taking? Oh, this is my pre-sleep, you know, supplement. It, like that should be yeah. that should be a, an industry standard, I think. No one should be hammering pre-workouts if they're not already taking a pre-sleep. You know, like that should be the thing you bring in first before thing, you start thinking about bringing in one pre-workouts. Thing I've seen
1: is, you know, because I'll get a lot of not a lot, but there's been people in the past that have been like, um, I'll put three or four recovery-based supplements in a plan based on like in maximizing the sleep cycle or maximizing improving digestive function, whatever. And then the first question will be like, what am I taking pre-workout? Or what's my intra workout? But like my thought process behind that and it'll be the same as you, Paddy, is you've got to earn that first. Like you haven't earned the right to do any of that stuff yet. Um, and that will come like one, two, three months down the line. And it can be useful, but looking at the bigger picture, that's minuscule compared to what this will improve, right?
0: yeah exactly and like even like I, i'm always hesitant to mention supplements because people kind of go oh it's a supplement that's what i need i have x supplement deficiency when realistically you can get so much out of just lifestyle changes just simple habits like you said earlier on bringing in like different techniques perhaps it is the sleep that is the issue because for the majority the vast majority of people they're just not optimizing their sleep and as a result all of these other metrics are thrown off. All these other recovery metrics are thrown off. And then they're not actually able to train to their best of their ability. Therefore, they're not able to put on as much muscle like that they could potentially put on. They're not dropping fat as fast as they possibly could. You know, all these other metrics, the performance is crap, uh, mental performance, like you said, they have this like fog, all those kind of things. I've just gone to shit because their sleep isn't sorted. So that's generally where I start with things and getting that kind of checklist approach to things where, okay, what was stress like throughout the day? How, how, what, what techniques did you use to manage your stress? All, all those things, like literally do a, an audit of your entire life and go, where are the stressors in my life? Where are the recovery deficits in my life? Yeah. Like where, where where are the drains that aren't actually putting something towards my overall goals. Because I know a lot of people listening to this are generally after the kind of more holistic side of things where they, they want to be healthy. They want to have a good physique, though, at the same time. And they want to perform well. They want to be able to move well. They want to be able to, you know, pick up their kids, run around, and not be hugely out of breath, be weak, you know. They, they, they want to have, like, this quote-unquote optimal lifestyle and, feel good about themselves and for a vast majority of people i think it kind of does start with sleep because that kind of is a cascade towards all of the other recovery stuff that you can kind of get go down the rabbit hole with and also even like we said we're not going to discuss it but the digestion side of things that even getting your sleep sorted sorts out a lot of these digestion issues. Now, obviously, not all of them because, you know, it's a multifactorial thing, but it does get a lot of these things sorted. And again, as I said, I'm hesitant to always rep- recommend supplements because I, I feel personally that, like you said, with you know, you have to earn the, the pre-workout, the intra-workout, all these, you know, quote-unquote magic pro tips. Uh, you, you have to have everything in place. Like, it's like going, oh, what's, what's the newest pre-workout I can get? And you, you haven't dialed in your, your macronutrients you haven't dialed in your nutrition it's like you don't have a pre-workout yeah. deficiency like you're not getting results because you're not eating towards your goals so i kind of look at it it's like yeah okay the training that should be at a baseline the diet that should be at a baseline the the sleep the recovery the the stress management that should be at all at a baseline just true lifestyle type of stuff and kind of habit type of stuff and just a general awareness of it and then you can start layering in all this other stuff. You know, maybe it is you want to bring in, you know, three or four different or even starting off one or two different sleep supplements to kind of help you along with that process. Or maybe you've kind of really tried dealing with the stress. Maybe you're using like meditation or other such stress management techniques and you're kind of like, yeah, I'm getting. That's a big a Yeah, we'll kind of get, dive down that in a second. But they're doing all this and then they're kind of like, okay, I've kind of pushed that envelope and, I've got X results, but I know there's a little bit of juice left there. So I'm going to bring in this supplement. And that's when I think you should bring kind of supplements in where it's like, yeah, we know we've identified these different issues. We've identified that the lifestyle strategies for this particular issue maybe isn't going to cut it. For example, you might have someone that just simply can't change their errors. Like a PT is contracted for morning shifts and evening shifts, like they have to do a class in the morning, they have to do a class in the evening, that's just the way they have it. So they have to split their shifts. And they're always going to have this stunted kind of sleep cycle as a result. So maybe then, okay, yeah, we have to bring in some supplements to kind of help make sure the quality of sleep they're getting is good. And then you know, they're actually recovering day to day. And perhaps we're looking at maybe a nap in the afternoon or whatever it is, you know, so That's when I think supplements come in. When you do have an efficiency in your lifestyle, so to speak, you know. Anyway, the stress side of things, bringing in different strategies. What do you look at if you've got this highly stressed person? You've got them. Their their nutrition is fairly okay. Their their sleep. They they've worked on it. They're getting, you know, seven eight hours, but they have a generally high-stress lifestyle and they're doing no stress management. They're bringing in no stress management techniques so far. What are you kind of looking at when you, you have that person?
1: I think the, the big thing you've just said is identifying what the stresses actually are as well and being appreciative of what's causing a stress response across the day and then how we leading up to that moment and how are we dealing after it's happened because for most people they're living at a million miles an hour and they're actually completely oblivious to why they're stressed they just say they're stressed they're like, I'm so stressed today you know everything's so overwhelming but like take a step back and actually break down what's actually causing you stress is it your boss is it the hours you're working is it you know the class that you have to run at 7am and 8pm identify what the stresses are and then we can start to break down how how we manage them but like <laughs> one of the the biggest creators of stress for personal trainers is being unorganized and not planning your day effectively um and obviously our ability to manage stress and that whole kind of vital reserve of us and our ability to cope with things and adapt if our recovery is hindered in the first place it's going to be significantly worse this is going to deteriorate over time um from the perspective of like minimizing stress identify what they are. Most of the, the, the stresses that are gonna be more specific to recovery, we're looking within that evening window and we're looking at what is actually happening in the hours leading up to the sleep window that we need to start to negate or adjust to allow you to then improve your the sleep cycle from a direct like impact um looking that evening routine looking at you know when are you actually finishing work what time you going to bed how long is that window what are you doing within that window are you meal prepping are you watching tv are you it could be anything couldn't it um like before we look at supplementation we look at what we what we can be doing to minimize stress in the evening and for most people that's actually just taking time to wind down taking time to actually stop work taking time to put your laptop away taking time you know if people are studying in the evening then let's let's read instead of watching a screen or let's listen to an audiobook instead of looking at a screen or trying to kind of expose the brain to a lot of stimulation um generally winding down from a visual perspective and from a and from a stress perspective but i I know for a fact and i'm i'm as guilty of this than anyone is you know i'll often find myself on my laptop until the minute I go to bed but it also comes to the fact that I know that the minute I go to bed I am getting a sufficient amount of sleep that evening and I've put things in place in that evening window to you know whether it's I'm using efflux on my laptop whether I've got a candle on in the room instead of a main light whether I've taken some adaptions in the evening some, magnesium or some zinc or something like that that I know that I can counter a lot of these things although it's not optimal like if we're trying to be busy and we're trying to progress a business some of these things as you said we can't live like monks all the time But we can make the best out of the situation we're in and a lot of the people that see this will be like i can't change my lifestyle like you said i can't stop doing this class i can't do this you may not be able to change it on a direct level but we can improve what's going on we may not be able to change your time frame but we can improve how you're managing it and what you're doing around those times and those events to actually improve your ability to manage them.
0: Yeah, like we, we always like the, the approach here, discipline equals freedom. And it's like you said, like once you know you have some baseline, some standards set in place, like you're like, I know as soon as my head hits the pillow, like I'm gone, I'm going to be having quality sleep that is lasting X amount of hours, whatever it is that you need. And you yeah. you know that, that's a that's a baseline for you. So you can actually afford to get away with more. So you can do quote unquote, unoptimal things because you have built this kind of optimal setup where you you know that's set in place. And this is what people try to do where they're like, oh, well, I'm going to be on my computer I'm going to be on Instagram or I'm going to be on Facebook just scrolling through my newsfeed and I'm going to do that right up until I go to sleep. And for you, you you can do that because, yeah, you go to sleep at whatever, we'll say 11 p.m., whatever it is for you. You go to sleep at that time and you go to sleep at that time. What people generally try to do is go yeah i'm going to be on my phone until i go to sleep and because they're on their phone until they go to sleep their sleep is delayed two three hours because they've been scrolling for two or three hours you know so you can afford to get away with things because you have things set up correctly so this is kind of one of the things that kind of annoys me about the fitness industry people don't say that they've built this habit and that's why they can get away with these other things and people kind of assume that they have the same resilience that that person has built up. But it's because you have all these little habits in place that you can get away with more, you know? So, in terms of stress management, there are, it is the identification of what is causing the issue. And for a lot of people, like you said, it is time management. And I actually think, like I used to think that as well. And it was kind of my, my thought process like, oh, I wish there was more hours in the day. But then when I like objectively looked at it and I was like, okay, let me actually just track my entire day. There was so much time that I was wasting. It was like, oh, I'm scrolling through Instagram there while I don't know, I'm cooking or something. And it's like, I could actually still be, I could be using that to be doing something like listening to audiobooks or podcasts or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm kind of ticking along with the education side of things. Or even when you go to like the bathroom and stuff like, Rather than going, oh, I'm just going to sit there in the toilet and scroll through Instagram. It's like, I bring a book and read the book because it's actually helping my knowledge yeah. rather than, you know, melting my brain, which is what social media is doing these days, you know? So I'm like, there's all these little things where you're like, yeah, I don't have enough time. It's like, no, you, you actually have the exact same amount of time as every other human on earth. So if someone else can do it, you can do it too. Yes, you do have unique circumstances and you're contracted for whatever job it is but i always go back to that study where it was like the the people doing like office jobs are contracted you know whatever nine to five and on an average day i think it was like two or three hours of work is generally done and it's like you think you're busy in work but you're not You know, and it's because it's because you go for this like 10 minute break over here, your concentration is broken and it takes you half an hour to get back into the swing of things. And then, oh, well, it's lunchtime now and you've only done a half an hour of work. And it's like that's your day throughout the whole thing, you know, so maximizing your time management and your, your day to day life does actually equal less stress. And myself and Gary have talked about this before. I think on one of our podcasts, I want to say it was on one of the podcasts. I have terrible memory for this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know where we discussed this or wrote about it. It's, it's somewhere. <laughs> um, but the, the stress side of things is all down to management. It's all, all down to identification and then management. You have to be self-aware enough to kind of go, okay, yes, this is something I can identify. And this is, the, this is generally the role of coaches. It's to help you identify these deficits because that's that's essentially what you're paying them for you're not paying them necessarily for the results you're paying them for the process you're paying them to keep you accountable but even then i'm like man you can do that yourself if you're motivated enough you know you're you're paying them for a knowledge to be able to look into your lifestyle and go. These are the deficits that you have in terms of your recovery, in terms of your stress, in terms of these health markers that we're potentially tracking. You know all those different kind of things. That's what you're paying them for. You're you're paying them for a look into your lifestyle so that they can identify the biggest obstacles yeah. to you actually achieving your goals. And to an extent, and like I'm I'm selling myself out of a job here, like. Listening to this, you can do it yourself. You can go, okay, how is my sleep? How is my stress day to day life? Because they're going to be the two biggest things that are going to impact your health and going to impact your ability to build muscle and lose fat, you know, and perform well day to day life and perform well in the gym. So, in my mind, you need to identify the issues. You need to identify the issues that are holding you back in terms of your overall recovery. And that's essentially what coaching is doing because. At the end of the day, yes, coaching is not generic in terms of the programs that we give out. It's not just like, oh, here's this four-day split that I give to everyone. Like, yeah, we may start at a similar start point for this section of people where it's like you all have similar goals. But as soon as we start learning your body, as soon as we start learning your recovery ability, your... your ability to put on tissue or lose fat or whatever it is, then we can start tweaking it to optimize it to you as an individual. Again, you can do that yourself. The thing that coaches are supposed to do, in my opinion, is look into your life and identify what are the biggest obstacles. They're not, it's not even that we're supposed to come up with a solution to those things. Although when you do this long enough, you kind of go, oh, this is something that worked well with this person, or I've read about this and I've identified that you know this can be helped with this. That's what they're, you're paying for with coaching, and that's the, the coaching process itself. It's identifying these issues, coming to a somewhat of a solution, or even just pointing you in the right, the, the client in the right direction to a solution. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think like we are, we we configure a plan, but we also allow people to identify their own problems. And you'll find for 99% of people, like we, we do, we do in, in a certain way create our own stress and create our own problems by how we view things and how we manage things. Um, and w- one thing that you've just said very, very rightly is people complain about not having enough time in the day to do certain tasks. And I can't sleep because I don't have enough time in the day to, to get stuff done. But we've got to, as cheesy as it sounds, we've got to take the approach of kind of instead of counting the hours, make the hours count in that respect. Um, and a good thing that you've just said, we're living in a culture now where everyone lives on social media and everyone wants to be a part of social media. Most people want to be a part of social media because it's something that's growing. It's something that you can market yourself on, et cetera. But the amount of, the amount of time spent on social media that is actually dead time and it's not actually valuable at all is is the majority of the time if so if you were to go and download and get everyone on this that's listening to this podcast to download an app called moment on the app store and it will track how much time you're spending on your phone and how many how much time you're spending on specific apps and you'd be shocked the amount of time that you're wasting on your on your phone each day because i've done it myself and i've been shocked i'm like fucking sort this out but you've got people complaining that i can't can't get to bed any earlier than 12 o'clock but you've just then seen that you're spending four hours a day on your phone. Realistically, of that time that's useful, it's probably one hour or even less than that. We've got three hours there, that, that time that you could spend in a protective fashion. That means that that 12 o'clock bedtime can now be nine o'clock, realistically, if you get everything you need to do done for the day. So, like, as you said before, like, we are, we're configuring a plan for someone, but we're almost just optimizing their own routine. We're working with what they have available. We're optimizing how they live their lives and the habits that they have within that lifestyle to then maximize what they want to achieve, whether that's business, whether that's physique, whether that's whatever, strength, whatever it is. All we're doing is just putting the foundations in place, but they're the ones doing it, right?
0: Hmm. Well, we could speak here all day and talk about different potential avenues and different potential things coaching-wise, that we could focus on to help people with their overall recovery, to help people with their overall ability. But I think from the discussion we've had today, we're both kind of in agreement in terms of the way we look at it. And the key thing for people is actually just identification. So what advice would you give to someone perhaps in the industry, you know, a coach themselves or perhaps someone who is actually coaching themselves in terms of what should they do what are the kind of thought processes they should kind of get themselves into with regards to this overall coaching stuff from
1: a coach's from a coach's perspective like get into a thought process where we're educating our clients on a level where they're able to begin to identify their imperfections in regards to their lifestyles and how that's impacting everything going on in their lives and their health and their performance and their recovery um but giving them a framework to be able to auto regulate that on a daily basis and know when to push and know when to pull back know when to adjust things as and when and that can be as simple as buying a heart rate monitor downloading downloading a couple a couple of apps and then giving them a framework to actually monitor this stuff on a daily basis. Even if you don't do it daily, do it three times a week or do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something like that and give them a a tangible method of being able to auto-regulate their own recovery because after a while, that by itself will start to educate them on how their body starts to tick and they'll know when things are off and they'll know when things are on, And they can then correlate that to them feeling good or feeling terrible. And that's one of the most powerful things I've, I've done coaching wise in terms of maximizing the response from people, because I'm just getting people to understand what they should feel like and what they shouldn't feel like, and then allowing data to actually confirm that. And then there's no kind of, there's no error. There's no kind of room for leeway. It's like, there's the data. This is why you feel like that. This is what we've got to change. Um, there's no guesswork. Um, and from a, a a client perspective, like get a whiteboard or get a piece of paper and just look at your, look at your week, look at your day, You know, look at the dead time look at the time that we should be wasting look at the pains and the goals that we have this at the moment that we're trying to get to and then identify why we can't and identify the the things that are free to us lifestyle wise that we can just improve immediately to have a benefit upon us and like you can look at sleep as being like the most powerful free performance enhancer available to us and if we're not optimizing that like nothing else makes sense like this is the most powerful thing we have in our in our in our you know toolbox to maximize every facet of our life and yet you know 90% of us are still compromising that and are kind of not valuing the importance of that so um this fucking sleep will you please
0: okay so i'm on board with you on all of that um i suppose now is a good time to kind of wrap it up so could you tell us a little bit more about where to find you? Who the muscle mentors are?
1: So basically, the muscle mentors is like triage, but better. Just um, <laughs> more Jack. We're all friends around here, but we're enemies as well. No, um, you know where we you know where to <laughs> Luke will be crying. Um, you know, you know both of us on on social media. Uh, Luke is biophysiques. Um, he like cat. He likes cats, so not many people will like him. Um, I'm CR physique. Um, and in essence, uh, we have a podcast coming up. There's been a few reasons why we haven't been able to release that yet, but, um, that is now go, um, which will be having some cool content and we'll also have Paddy and Gaz on there as well to speak, um, on some cool topics (laughs) Not coming on enemies. Um, um, and yeah, there'll be, um, coaching and, um, some pretty cool education based stuff coming soon. Um, so, everything is being launched as we speak. Um, so, just keep an eye out for that stuff.
0: Okay, yeah, that's cool and all, I and mean, great. We now know where to find you. Obviously, it's a secondary triage, but look, whatever. Um, <coughs> now, I have a more personal question to ask one for myself. How can I get jacked calves? Okay, because everyone likes to troll me about my calves. Oh,
1: change your parents <laughs> you need to change them immediately uh probably your ancestors as well i think that, being serious though like most people who complain that their calves can't grow have stopped training their club have stopped training their cars because they don't think they can grow but if you actually continue to train your calves they would grow like ninety-nine 99 of people that say my calves don't grow it's like a you're training them poorly and not frequently enough, and B, you don't train them anymore. Because you think can't However, I
0: would like to counter that and say that 99% of the people that have good calves, when you ask them what they do for their calves or what they did for nothing. their calves, they will say like Josh. nothing.
1: Have you seen Josh at M10? But he has probably the biggest calves I've ever seen on a human, and he doesn't train them. Like that, that, that explains it. Like If you want amazing calves, then you're gonna have to have the genetics for that, but. If you still have shit calves, you can make them better over time, but they're never gonna be amazing.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Because well, I've actually been doing a lot more calf work and they are growing, albeit very slowly, they are actually growing and I can see some improvements. Anyway, we're gonna wrap it up here. So everybody listening, check out Cauliflower Raisin Dick. He's under CR Physiques on Instagram. His good buddy, uh biophysiques luke hoffman we had him on last week and of course you can go check out their new venture in the muscle mentors and of course because i know you love the content you can subscribe to this listen to us we have youtube we have podcasts all that fun stuff you know where it is we say it every every single episode find us on facebook instagram all that good stuff Generally, you'll find it under triage or triage method. And of course, you can go follow myself, Paddy underscore Farrell underscore on Instagram, and you can go follow Gary, who is still in Bali, being a scumbag. I don't actually know where he actually is, but he's in Southeast Asia somewhere. Um, um, yeah, you can follow him on Instagram at Skinny Anyway, gonna wrap it up here, guys. As per usual, if you have any comments, thoughts, questions, drop us a mail, a DM on any of our social medias um, or email or whatever, and we will get back to you. Peace out, guys.